Always a pleasure to say good morning to Deb Hutton, former senior advisor to two Ontario premiers. Good morning, Deb. Good morning, John. Okay, well, let's start with uh, some Toronto news. And this is entirely speculative, but I spotted this string or thread, I guess we should say, of tweets from David Miller yesterday. And I thought, okay, for a guy who's a retired mayor of Toronto, you seem to have an awful lot of opinions about running Toronto right now. Are you running? I asked him. Um, he sent, uh, the, you know, uh, an answer that said he wasn't running. But I wonder if he is. And if he did, what kind of a game changer would that be? Well, a couple of things on this. First of all, I hope he does, because I'd love to talk about David Miller's record. I mean, the guy is so self-righteous. He crapped all over anybody that isn't him. Let's remember the garbage strike. And when he talks about the current uh, Toronto budget, he completely ignores the fact that we went through a pandemic. Uh, he actually left a structural deficit when he left office. But that's on his set of tweets, which if people want to read are interesting, but not exactly accurate. The other point I want to make, though, is that I'm surprised at the lack of interest on the left. I thought this race was going to be about all the lefties that talked about running after John Tory left, which they assumed was three years from now. The only name, I mean, Gil Penalosa, who I sort of, to be frank, discount, I don't think will do particularly well. We only know his name because he rose marginally above the, yeah. the 30 plus people that, that ran against John the last time out. But the, the only real name we've got on the left right now, I think, is Josh Matlow. And I'm just surprised by it. And so I don't think this means David's in. It may be drumming up support. It may be trying to set the agenda. It may just be because he's upset that people aren't calling for him to run. I don't know, but I really don't think he'll be in. Okay. It'll be interesting to see if he does, because um, certainly judging by some of the messages I'm getting this morning, uh, Torontonians are still very animated about uh, David Miller and his time in office. Um, report out says that our response, the response of the fire department in the city of Toronto is slower in challenged neighborhoods. That's uh, beyond concerning, I have to say. Absolutely. The question, though, is why? Yeah. Is it because we and, and I have to think it is it is for something that's tangible that needs to be changed, whether it's where we build our or where we currently locate uh, our fire stations. Is it because uh, the neighborhoods tend to be in in certain areas that are difficult to get to? Is it because I think you mentioned earlier, John, uh, greater uh, multi family residences to get to that makes it more difficult uh we, we really need is it because there's there's uh, more phone more calls coming from some of those neighborhoods whatever it is it needs to be fixed figure out the problem find the solution okay so you're a woman who has spent her time in political circles do you see any kind of sexism in the exchange yesterday with melanie jolie the foreign affairs minister and a conservative critic who effectively said you know you don't have the stuff to take on china yeah, no, I really don't. I, I'm, I'm, I increasingly am getting fed up with the fact that just because you're a woman, therefore it's sexist or misogynistic. Uh, just because you're gay, it's homophobic if you say something. Just because you're a, a visible minority, you're black, if something happens to you, therefore it must be racist. It's not always about those things. Sometimes people are jerks. And Michael Cooper, I think, speaks this way to people. It's wrong. It's unacceptable as a parliamentarian. It's, I think, just unprofessional. But do I think it is anything to do with the fact that the minister is, is female? No, I don't. Okay, well, let's listen, actually. Here is Michael Cooper in the exchange that provoked the minister. You've talked tough 
Uh, you've talked tough with your uh, Beijing counterparts, so you say. Uh, you even stared into his eyes. I'm sure he was very intimidated. I have to say, I mean, I'm, I won't dwell on this forever because I think you've weighed in and with great measure on it. But, for example, with uh, Pete Buttigieg in the United States, who is a cabinet minister who is, or cabinet secretary who is gay, I think there is the nodding, winking suggestion that because he's gay, he's not up to the job. And when it comes to a lot of women in politics, I certainly am I'm thinking back on Sheila Copps when she was told to pipe down, what did they call her, a titmouse? <laughs> and and that's not to say that there aren't people who are homophobic or racist or misogynistic in in governments, in politics, in every aspect of life. But I don't think in this situation it has anything to do with that. She's the one who raised the notion that she stared into, you know, their eyes. And so he was mocking that. And I think, quite frankly, it's mockable. I don't care whether she's female and says it or male and says it. Uh, Toronto is going to mark the third anniversary of the declaration of the pandemic with a commemorative gathering. I know we've touched on this on the show previously this week. I just, you know, Deb, there there seems to be this effort. It was horrible and millions of people died. But I think people are trying to create sort of an almost institution of the pandemic. And I'm just I, I have no buy in. Oh, I am with you on this, John. It makes me feel less harsh. So thank you for agreeing <laughs> okay. on this topic. I, like, honestly, that would be the last thing. First of all, marking the pandemic in any way, shape or form is the last thing I want to do. And actually going somewhere with other people is is not what I'm about. For our family, because we have young kids, uh, the pandemic start is about March break. And the last time for two years that we had a March break trip. Uh, so, you know, we're marking it by celebrating March break, but it's about March break. It's not about the pandemic. Uh, the Oscars have decided not to invite uh, Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine uh, to appear on their telecast. I'm kind of split on this, so I'm curious about your opinion. I mean, I, I love any attention that Volodymyr Zelensky gets because I really want Ukraine to beat Russia. But at the same time, I can see how the Oscars would look at this and say, man, he's been on every show. Well, it's not that for me. I just, I really don't love a side of politics with my entertainment. I don't care whether it's music, whether it's it's shows, uh, award shows. I just think if you want to do politics as an actor, as, a, as an organization that supports particular parts of the arts, then do it outside of when you're entertaining me. An award show is about entertainment and just get rid of the politics. And are you a collector of air miles? And I think it's always important to distinguish when we have a discussion like like this, um, I used to confuse air miles with aeroplan points, and they are not the same thing. But apparently, air miles may be facing bankruptcy. Yeah, and, and I'm not, by the way, to answer your first question. I think at some point I probably had an Air Miles card, but I'm I'm about purging my wallet because it's too big with stuff. So I haven't had one. If I do, I don't remember that I have one. Uh, I, I think this is about loyalty programs that offer more. And I think about the fact that they used to always ask you at the LCBO, do you have Air Miles? Which I probably should have had Air Miles for the LCBO. But now their partnership is with Aeroplan. Yeah. And I think I think people uh, go to the loyalty programs, 
especially during this day and age when, when things are so unaffordable. They go to a loyalty program that offers them the most flexibility and ability to do certain things. And it doesn't seem as though Air Miles is kept up with that trend. So I don't think a, a huge surprise. I'll be interested to hear from people today, Deb, that because I, I think Air Miles is essential to some people, but then other people have moved on to other programs. And as you mentioned, I was thrilled to death when they moved from Air Miles to Aeroplan at the LCBO because now I can get drunk and fly. Absolutely. As long as you're not the pilot, John. There you go. Thanks a lot. Good to have you. Have a great weekend.